for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Dun, dun. What's up, everybody? It's Tuesday, August 7th, 2012, episode number 47, Attack of the Androids. That's our show, Weekly Android Podcast. I'm Matt Lee. Joining me tonight, we got Eric F. What's happening? We got Jeremy L. The L stands for love. We got Joey K. The K stands for killer. We got, Jesus Christ, Shane B. Hey, everyone. I can't can't follow up from Joey. Stands for boy, oh boy, I hope he never says anything like that again. (laughs) All right, guys. That's the first time I've heard that. Attackingtheanders.com. Make sure you're subscribed to iTunes. We appreciate the reviews, appreciate the comments, the interaction, socially interact with us throughout the week. Facebook, Google+, Twitter, all that. What not? We each have our own individuals. All that stuff's on the site. Tagoftheandroids.com. Let's start things out like we do. How do we do with the phone of the moment? Maybe $99 for... The Galaxy S3. Galaxy S3. And I'm assuming this is a two-year contract, not an upgrade type thing like they usually do? Or Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the it's a new customers. New customers it's 99 bucks. I think if you're upgrading it's 150. Um uh, but I mean, I I know a lot of people hate Sprint. I personally don't. Uh if you have good coverage in your area, I mean, this is the best phone out there in my opinion. And so. you don't travel. Right. And you everything don't on travel. Sprint should Whatever. be $200 less. Everything. Just Sprint automatically? Costs. Yes. A duh tax? Yes. <laughs> I get behind that. I don't even. Th- I we find, don't even. You know what? I found that Sprint had good coverage in the cities I went to. I don't believe I'm, we I'm have. Sorry, Sprint. they don't for you, Jeremy. I don't believe. I used to sell Sprint, and they had the worst. There. You know what? Google must be getting their customer service, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> from Sprint, that's probably true. Very exciting. I don't even think we have Sprint here. So I think we just got AT and T. It's all big red up in these parts. I got to say, though, I don't know if I mentioned it last week. Uh, I was doing some speed tests on the LTE they just turned on here on the uh, GeneX Jelly Bean, and I was right by a tower. So I, I was like, this should really show me what this can do. Uh, 30 megabit, 28.8 on the speed test. That's screaming, screaming fast, which is, I mean, that's like two less than my cable here, <laughs> which is <laughs> awesome. But it, they must have taken it out of testing mode or something, because it, it was at, like, 5 to 10, and now it's pretty much max. So pretty cool. Really, really digging that unlimitedly. Uh, so what should... Let's tell us a story, Eric. Last week, we were discussing how you were getting a free Nexus Q because you're a developer... So did you get it yet? Uh, do you have it? Will you show us? Will you Thank do you. do an unboxing? Sure. I, I have your unboxing right here, Matt. Um, so here's here's what happened. Um, I I put you know must have been stupid of me. I put my uh, APO address um, as the address that I was going to that I wanted to send the queue uh, to. There was nothing that I could see on the website that said don't use APO addresses um, because it's just, I mean, it, it's the U.S. Postal Service, whatever. Um, so I'm seeing all these stories last week. They're saying like, hey, Google's starting to ship out these free queues to people, and I'm sitting there patiently because I know that when it comes to me and Google, it takes them like two weeks to, you know, longer for me than it does for everybody else. Um, but uh, I, I woke up yesterday morning to uh, to two emails back to back one of them saying hey guy uh, we, c- we can't ship to your APO address so 
can you please provide us with a different uh, address? And then probably like two minutes later, another email that said, hey, guy, we just canceled your order for you, so it's, uh, it's no problem. Uh, thanks, you know, thanks for doing that. So I call the Google Play Store customer service, um, and I actually got through this time because in the past it's been like an hour on hold and nobody picks up. Um, and, uh, yeah, basically I was, I was told initially, uh, you know, if you can, you can get a queue, just wait until we start selling it again and then you can buy it, which was not the answer that I was looking for. Um, and, uh, where we left it off is that I am waiting for a customer service specialist to, uh, to review my case, um, I, I'm pretty sure that somebody at Google was just like, hey, dude, can I have one of those Orb computers? And they're like, sorry, man, we don't have any more. Oh, well, let's just, you know, cancel somebody's order and you can have theirs. So what was, was the, the unlucky recipient. What was the rationale because you didn't get back to them in time with your new address? Or was this just one automated process after another? I, I think it was an automated process. But then after digging into it a little bit more, I realized that, you can't modify orders on Google Wallet. Really? If you put in like an address and you want to change, you want to change an address for an order, whether it's for a vendor or for, you know, Google itself, you have to you have to actually cancel can- your order. Right. And then place a new one with the proper info. Yeah. You know, yeah. Whoa. What when- year is it? For God's sake. Come on. What are you doing? <laughs> when I first signed up with like a uh, When I first signed up for a a Google profile, like back before it was any of this plus stuff, I just, I used April 20th as my birthday. I, so I had like a, a fake birthday in there. And then once it started being something that I used, like I went in and tried to change it and you could not change your birthday at all. And then like just a month ago, I think I went to sign in and it was like, Hey, is this your real birthday? If not, like, just a random pop-up message, like, asking me to change it if I wanted to. So I, I can see how the, they they don't have very good uh, processes in place to allow <laughs> any kind of changes, I guess. I don't know, they, man. So what's... I, they, they suck. Are they, you getting... They just suck. Are you getting I'm one? so pissed. I don't know. I'm waiting. They said that it normally takes like two to three business days for one of these specialists to get back with you, but that they're so busy right now, it'll probably be longer. So not only, well, and I didn't even just, I did not just order the queue because I'm a super sucker, stupid consumer. I ordered the, uh, I ordered the, what do you call it? The speakers with it as well. You got the. I'm not even getting those. You got the full package, and now I got the full package. Now you got nothing. You get no, I got nothing. nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> I, I. That's how I feel. That's and this sucks, is what this dude. is what happens when you let Python scripts do your customer service. That that, that this is the problem. It may very well be. Maybe they'll be kind enough to send you a Chromebook, right? As a concept, yeah. That's you know, what I just need. a. You know, and you can beat yourself in the face with it until you forget about this experience. Is, is it really aggravating to you knowing that like a couple thousand people walked away from IO with these things and half of them probably don't want them anyway? And the one you actually ordered and paid money for, like, no, you That's can't money. have it. Is is that it's, aggravating? It's not irritating to me that people it's not aggravating that people have them. What does that feel like? But I it it hurts. It hurts very much. I'm damaged. I just want I just want my I want my orb. I just wonder my orb. if this has happened I to anybody lonely. else. It sounds if, like you need a hug. He needs a, a grouphug.us. If this happened to anyone else, email show at attacktheandroids.com and let us know. I'm kinda curious Absolutely. how many if you even ordered one, <laughs> like email us. God. You can leave a message too for us, 406 204 4687. Leave a voice. How about if you would order one? If you would actually shell out the money to get one of these? Could you? I don't. Can you get them now? Like, can you place them? Let's pretend an... you could. Let's pretend there was a store six feet from you and you could actually buy them. At I would price, go would steal you? one. If, if you would email, if you would do that, you should email the show. No. I will. Eric is gone. All right. Well. 
Can our producer in the uh, booth... Hey, can you get Eric back? Yeah, man, no problem. I'll get him back for you. Thanks, producer. Super awesome dude in the Thanks, OMG, Matt. Thanks, (laughs) OMG. Oh, good Lord. Little clip reference for you. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. We we were talking about the Ooh Yeah last week. Uh, What did their... Kickstarter finally close at is it are they finished I I thought they had a few more hours to go I got an email today Eric are you there no I am for some reason hangouts just crash and I cannot get back in that's okay you sound better this way so let's just kick it like this lovely thank you uh producer Matt in the booth for for hooking that up all right uh they are 27 hours to go 7.4 million pledged Good lord. 782%. Very nice. Are there any recent updates since what last we mentioned uh, NVIDIA and OnLive, I believe, they were getting on board? Eric, were you following this? Yeah, the the latest update that I saw was that um, it was TuneIn um, is partnering with them to make sure that uh, TuneIn Radio is on the ooh yeah. Uh, And then they also announced, I think this was today that um they're partnering with xbox media center to integrate a lot of those features into the ooh yeah which is going to be interesting given that i think it only has like eight gigs on board storage so that's not a lot i kind of wish that they would just merge the ooh yeah and the q i i don't know that the queue, like there, that there's just something about being able to have something that you can just hop on your phone. Like I do this with Gmote and my desktop. I have surround sound hooked up to the desktop, and I can hop on Gmote from my phone and play movies or music, and it'll just start playing on the computer. So it's kind of like that, but that's, it's a separate device. What? Generally? That's not where Google thrives. I mean, Google well, does a good yeah. job of putting some stuff out, but they do a much better job of giving you the capability to develop on top of their stuff, on top of their platform. Right. And that's exactly what Ouya is. I think if, I think if, in hindsight, what Google should have done is they should have taken the queue and just slapped on, you know, a version of, of Jelly Bean, raw drivers, and said, here you go, and just let the community do the development. I mean, it would have been amazing. But that's kind of what Ouya is taking the lead on, and it's what, a third of the price, and it's going to kick the crap out of what the Q can do. But it doesn't have an audio amplifier. <laughs> I know. Not- I also looked at some of the shipping dates. Aren't they for, like, 2013? I mean, it's still a ways away from being an actual product. For the Ouya? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's March. March 2013 or 2014? March. 2013. Next 2013. Year. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll wait. I mean, they're starting from from scratch at this point. I mean, March is what seven months away. Yeah, and listen to, to what they have. Pretty much zero to to a fully developed product with all of this money coming in. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be pretty incredible. Even even if it's a complete and utter flop, the fact that this many people wanted it says that con- not only is is console gaming not dead, but that people are willing to think of consoles in a different way. I mean, the paradigm is definitely shifting here, and I think that's really cool. Well, and even if the mainstream doesn't pick it up, it'll be worth it for all of the geeks and nerds that get it and use it strictly to play emulators and ROMs and on their, like, with a controller and a proper, you can play multiplayer. I think a lot of people, it's a niche. It's it's a real, you know, (laughs) small niche, but... Just the way it'll be able to do that, I think, is going to be tremendous. It's going to be cool, for sure. If the only thing it did was let me play original NES ROMs, it'd be worth my money. Exactly. And this says, uh, even before crossing the project's finish line, Uya has made deals to deliver content from live video streaming company Twitch TV uh, on live, delivering games like Final Fantasy, uh, Clear Channels, excuse me, Clear Channel's live streaming radio service, iHeartRadio, and Vivo, uh, which they say has had great success with delivering music videos on YouTube. Ouya has even had its first exclusive gaming content prequel episodes to 
a human element from Robotaki. Robotaki. None of those I have heard of. Is anyone here familiar with the online gaming service? I know what no. it is, but I've never played it. Yeah, so uh, there's an item I pre-ordered called the Vizio CoStar, which is a $99 um, uh, Google TV thing. And it does a lot of what the Ouya is, except for like the exclusive, except for the game development part. Um, but it has online, all those apps already. It's $99. Um and I'm. Uh, it actually also works in the Prime. I actually got the, the controller for it. But that enables you to play a lot of non-console games. And it works surprisingly well, uh, depending on your connection. Um, so I think the CoStar has also been sold out at least twice already. Is that at, it's made by Vizio, the, the television yeah. company? Yeah, which is one reason I thought That's it was cool. a, a good idea. Because I have, I have Logitech Review... And while Logitech may be able to complain about Honeycomb, they also did a crappy job of the device. And uh, the Vizio CoStar has gotten a lot of good reviews. And so I actually bought it mainly because I wanted to replace Logitech Review, and I thought with the, the wireless controller, I would make a pretty good gaming console. Um, so I don't, I don't have it yet. It's still a few weeks away. But um, that I think that's going to make something like the CoStar pretty um, popular too. That's a really intriguing idea and device, especially if they execute it well. There's a lot, a lot of potential, especially with what the developers are going to come up with. I'm very excited. Uh, they Sweet. say it'll even have Minecraft. <laughs> Eight bit goodness on your big screen. I mean, imagine that. Yeah, this is a, this is a little on live controller that it comes with. <clears throat> Show us again. Well, that's cool. It looks Same like an here. Xbox controller, for, like an old-school yeah. Xbox controller for the yeah, radio listeners. They all look the same. Uh, it also pairs over... It has a little USB dongle that it pairs with. So it works on the Transformer Prime. Um, I have not tried it on the Nexus 7 yet. Um, and really wait, looking forward to the uh, CoStar whenever it gets here. Nice. All right, Eric, you there? I am. Good. Ubuntu just took a hard crash. Hard crash. All right, a little background. Ooh, yeah, they say is the brainchild of Julie Uman, a former VP at Gamefly and IGN Entertainment, uh, with a background in digital delivery and mobile strategies, with the design firm behind the $100 laptop and the Jambox, developing the perfect controller for the platform. The company has convinced established game developers like Brian Fargo of In Exile Games, uh, they were behind Wasteland 2 revamp, uh, going open source means that instead of having an army of developers trying to control everything, anyone who wants to jump into game development will be able to. And I think that that right there is huge for this. I mean, any it allows all of the small independent game developers to show what they can do on really good hardware, hopefully. And uh, the big ones can also come in and if they want. Thoughts? Yeah, I know I'm somewhat of an Android fanboy, but this Ouya is kind of like just Android, like kind of as you said, Jeremy, uh, Android at its best, like the whole point of it. Um, yeah. Joey, are you excited for this? I am excited for it uh, in that I'm always interested in a cheap gaming console, particularly if it's expandable. Uh, but I'm slightly more pragmatic in that I want to see it, touch it, take a look at it um, well, of course. before I make a purchase. Really? Even a hundred dollar thing like this? I mean, I'm broke, but that's this is not like a hundred bucks ain't nothing, really, right? Uh, for, yeah. For something like this, like how bad could it be that you're not going to get your hundred dollars worth? Is what I'm saying. It could not work at all. Would they? I don't. I don't. That, I don't know, that's, man. That's not going to happen. I don't if, see if that you, happening. Either. If I remember the specs, it's better than anything but the it's PS3, like a three, right? I mean, it's definitely got better hardware than the Wii. I think it's got better specs than the Xbox 360. Wouldn't surprise me any. Uh, but then uh, again, that wouldn't be hard in today's world. Um, well, sure, but you know, it's, it's 100 bucks. Quad-core Tegra 3, gig of RAM, 8 gigs of flash, HDMI out, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, USB controller, and Ethernet. You know, I mean, at 100 bucks, if it you know, you look at all the other things at the hundred dollar price point and what they do, and this, and if 
even if this is only a crappy gaming device plus a home theater streaming box. That's what I'm saying. It'll still it, be. It it fits that price point. I mean, yeah. you know, what is, what is the cheap Roku? 69 bucks. So. And what does yeah. this say that they hit a $99 price point and the Nexus Q isn't anywhere near that? Like it I don't know. It seems really They're going, they're going to China. That's the difference. Is that it's not all made in in the US of A? I don't. I don't think that's the only difference. I think this is the difference between a startup and a behemoth of a company. No, you know, go, these these guys didn't expect to get this kind of money. They were banking on what was it, nine hundred thousand dollars or something, to fully fund their project. But do you know have, though, like going into Kickstarter, you've seen some projects that asked for like a low or under a million dollars and have gotten much more than a million dollars. So. You go into that knowing that you shoot low, so you're kind of humble, and then everybody just pours in. You know, it's almost sure, like but, a, you know, a, a but you never, but you never know. You know, and right. Google has money to burn, and that sometimes, in a from a competitive standpoint, could be a not necessarily a good thing. And I think that's what what happened here. If 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 the fact it was made in the U.S. was a twenty, maybe thirty percent price overage. I think people would would accept that if they promoted it as a feature, but at three hundred percent of the price of this, with little more to show, maybe even less to show, I, I don't think the market's going to bear that. Yeah, well, it'll so. be interesting to see when it comes out. Uh, any final thoughts, uh, anyone, before we move on? Well, I was inspired to finally actually kick in just now. So the nice. I, I once I've seen it and I've gotten a feel for it, I just might pick one up, to be honest. But uh, frankly, what I'm going to be using for home media, I think, is the Raspberry Pi that I already got on order. There you go. Uh, they, and this will come out before you get your Raspberry Pi, Joey. Probably. I have one on order as well. <laughs> they wrap this up by saying, as any gamer knows, it'll come down to the look and feel of the console, both in how games look and what the controller feels like. Still... Ouya has its work cut out to make a dent in fading console gaming market and fast because it's gone. Poof. Oops. All right. Uh, let's kind of keep in the same vein of uh, little Android gaming consoles. Here's one. Uh, it's like a handheld uh, for $106 in looks uh, kind of cool. I don't, I don't know. What, what do you guys think? Uh, it's the JXD S5100 Android handheld console for your mobile gaming delight. Uh, it looks kind of like a Nintendo DS with one screen and a missing hinged lid, so it's just like a candy bar. Uh, the portable console sells for 106 bucks, making a cheap way to get your Android gaming in. Uh, they say that the S5100 is specifically designed for gaming, boasting four buttons on the right, along with a circle pad and a D-pad uh, on the left. Inside, it's got a Gigahertz Amlogic M3 ARM Cortex-A9, 512 megs of RAM, 4 gigs storage. Uh, the screen is 5 inches. Uh, it's got Wi-Fi, HDMI out, uh, headphone jack, front camera, and USB. Uh, and TS Software ships pre-installed on the console for emulating old Nintendo, Nintendo 64, Game Boy Advanced, and other old-school video games. And that is awesome. It's a built-in... I, God, I thought of something like this when I first got my droid. I was like, man, if this had like a... Con oh, it, like a Game Gear kind of, but cooler, you know, and running Android. Oh, yeah, that's so awesome. Uh, this thing's running 2.3, although they say 4.0 uh, ICS is on the way. So, God, I is want one. Is it available? One. I want one so bad. My birthday's coming up, man. Come on. Are they Are they shipping, yeah. Matt? Yeah, right here. 106 bucks. Add to cart. DX Where, Deal Extreme. Where's, where's the link for this? Is this in the, the yeah, subreddit? Yeah, uh, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Here's okay. uh, I put it in the doc chat for you right here. Okay, uh, but yeah, check it out. It looks really cool. And if you got a spare 106 bucks, give me one. P.O. Box 3652. Yeah, this looks like something I get my wife, who used to play the old Nintendo games. You calling me a woman? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, but my, my wife played all those Nintendo <laughs> games. I, I never did. Um, so I think she'd really like it. That's, uh, they say it looks pretty cool. This thing supports 
uh, AVI, MPEG-4, ASP, DivX, WMV, F4V, FLV, MP3, WMA, FLAC, AUG, JPEG, Bitmap, PINGs, PDFs, CHMs. Like, this does a lot of stuff, it sounds like. It's got a G-sensor, speaker, microphone. This is cool, it, man. It, it way looks cool. really cool, but just it looking may, at the processor, you know, it's... Yeah. This, but, this basically looks but, like a rebranded uh, Arcos. Yeah, but it looks think like about the it. first gen, like the first pictures we saw of the Wii U. Kinda, but think about it for f- for what it's doing. Like emulators, really don't. I don't know. That doesn't seem that process intensive for for the emulators it's doing. I mean, you're not doing Xbox 360 or or PS3 uh, emulators, but maybe maybe you could. Who knows? I, I don't think with this. A one gigahertz processor, you can. But I, I'm ten- I bought a phone that looked like this once from China, and uh, the the pictures look a lot nicer than the device actually does when you get it in your hand. Yeah, is it all um, like plastic and just crumbling apart in your hands? Yeah, and like the it's the um like is this the is this the touch screen that you can use your finger or that you have to use pressure? Uh, five no, points. It's, it's five points. It's, it's, yeah, it's the pressure. It's. It's the one you can use your finger. The other one would be resistive. That you need us, which is what the crappy Arco, older Arco stuff used. Right. So So it's it says you get five hours of battery life on a built-in thirty-four hundred milliamp battery. Is that that seems low, doesn't it? That's there's no way you're going to get that of actual use. That's probably five hours of turning it on and not using it. But no, I'm saying like you. It seems like you should get more than that. My Prime gets way more than that. Yeah, but how big is the battery in your Prime? It's way more than 1,300 milliamp. 3,400 milliamp is what... Oh, 3,400? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh. doesn't that sound off? Five hours that... on a 3,400 milliamp battery? That's yeah. what I, was, I, I maybe, for, maybe for... That's because it's hacking right, your accounts in the background. <laughs> Constant data just... <laughs> data suck. Go ahead, Shane. Sorry. Sorry. I, I was just saying it. It says it comes with one Chinese user manual. <laughs> That's helpful. <laughs> but, but it does keep in mind you get 12 months excluding physical damages. See specifications and terms for details. You does, know, does not apply geek, in all countries. ThinkGeek.com used to have a handheld gaming emulator, and it ran MAME, and I cannot find it. It's not on their website anymore. Um, at least, at least I'm not finding it. Do, do you remember how much it was, roughly? It, it was, it wasn't powered by Android. I can take well, or at least it didn't say it was. Um, and I want to say it was sub two hundred bucks, but I can't remember if okay. it was a hundred or if it was a buck fifty or a little higher than that even. Probably um, like a crappy netbook type hardware. No, it was it was solid state as far as I could tell, and it was it 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 looked like a um, uh, similar to one of those DSs, to be honest with you, physically. Um, but it had its own operating system, and it had MAME built into it, so you could run anything you had a ROM for. Uh, mm. But I, I I don't see it on here anymore, and I can't remember what what the name of it was. Um, on the flip side, they do have a dual NES slash SNES, so that's the Nintendo Entertainment System, or a Super Nintendo Entertainment System built into one console for 50 bucks. Um, so if you really want to do some retro gaming, there's your, there's your chance. The catch is you've got to have cartridges. Uh, they also have a portable version of the same thing for 100 bucks, which is out of stock. Hmm. And you, again, you need to have the cartridges. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty cool. It'll. I. I. I hope one of you guys gets one, or maybe I'll get one when I get paid, and we'll play with it and take it apart and see what's in it, what makes it tick. Totally set up a separate Gmail account before you start using yeah. it, though. You think? Like seriously, hey, I have no don't, trust. <laughs> don't ever connect it to your company's network. Oh, ever. I'm pretty sure that. that yeah, plug this it is in. It's Come on, guy. Relax. One, one of those compromise hack <laughs> devices that they've managed to get you to pay for. It's got just mad amounts of Trojans and backdoors yeah, on the chipset it itself, <laughs> like in the graphics card. That's awesome. In- install a... What's that? What's that stupid antivirus you were talking about? Look out. Just look, look out! out. 
Look out! Look how it works, I tell you. Look out! <laughs> All right, uh, Google killed uh, some more properties, some of them having to do with Android. I was wondering, I used to use Google Listen when I first, before I went back to BeyondPod, and it worked really well, I thought, because I already had my feeds curated in bundles in Google Reader, so it was just ready to go. But after about a month or two of using it, it just all of a sudden stopped updating feeds. The Jamhole feed, uh, like five other shows I listened to, just completely errored out. And from what I could read online, a lot of people were having problems of it just intermittently. And as far as I know, that it never really got the attention it needed. And it, it was a good try, I guess. I don't know. Did any of you guys use Listen, Shane? Yeah, I used it early on, but it has been worked on in almost two years. Um, like when? So I when was the last update for for it? Were there regular updates? Because I I uninstalled it after a while. Well, it only got to like version one point one oh one. I think they had a small update earlier this year that people got excited about. People remember it being good, but I don't. And then it got totally let down. Yeah, got totally let down. It, it just hasn't. They haven't done anything with it in years. It was part of Labs. Labs yeah. got shut down earlier last year, and but I so think companies. Beyond Pod is so much better. Beyond than, Pod is yeah. slick for sure. So when they do this, do they just release it open source? Do they give the code out, or was it was it was open source already? Wasn't it? I don't think. No, it was. I don't think it, people have been begging for the source code just to make it just to make it work a little bit better. But. Yeah, they say uh, it launched through Google Labs in August of '09 to give people a way to discover and listen to podcasts. Uh, but then with Google Play, people now have access to a wider variety of podcast apps. So we've discontinued it. I've been using Listen exclusively since I got my original Droid. And while I've bumped into a couple issues along the way, every one of them was solved by killing the subscription to the particular podcast and re-adding it. I, you know, I've used it on half a dozen different devices, and it's worked great. I love it. And this announcement really kind of bums me out. At the risk of sounding like a yes man, I'm with the majority here on the Beyond Pod uh, front. I actually went ahead and bought it, um, and it's still, in my opinion, the the easiest and best podcast catcher to use. I'm not saying that others don't have their own favorites, but it's mine. Once you get it, it does. Granted, it it takes a minute to get it set up, but man, if if you have the paid for version, I don't want to turn this into a commercial forum unless they let us interview them or something. But like. I don't mess with it at all. I plug in my Droid X at night when I go to bed because it's my alarm clock. And in the morning, I grab it and I go. And I never worry about, like, all my shows are constantly, uh, there's new episodes of everything. It's it's awesome. It connects to the Wi-Fi, then disconnects, and I go about my day. It does it all automatically. But isn't, isn't that what they're all supposed to do? That's what Listen does for me. Yeah. You I mean, can, isn't, isn't you can that set a schedule and say of a... every day at 6.30 a.m., turn on the Wi-Fi, check for updates, download new shows, then disconnect the Wi-Fi? I, I can't set it that granular, but I can set a, a frequency to check. Well, there you go. And so they, I... they cut a few other things, not, not nothing else that really, I guess, applies to Android. Google Apps for Teams, uh, Google Video for Business, Google created blogs. They said they had like a ton of blogs that nobody updated anymore. And so, Eric, did you use uh, Listen at all? Yeah, I used this uh, a lot when I first came to Android a f- uh, few years ago. Um, I'm one of those people that has just been sitting there waiting for them to release the source code, and uh, I really hope they do because it was a it was a decent it was a decent podcast. Uh, uh, catcher or whatever you want to call it um you know not a lot of frills but it did a really good job um until they stopped updating it and it sucked horribly so yep all right did you guys see uh, oh what well there's something weird with google listen i know else here have a logitech review am i the only one yeah so, so so for some reason it the Google thinks it's a system app on my Google TV, but it doesn't work. So I constantly get a warning every day that there's an update for Google Listen. Um, but it's somehow tied into the Google Podcast Google TV app. There's some connection there where it gets the two confused. 
Um, and I don't know if they're going to do anything with it on the Google TV or not, but um, I'm kind of, kind of getting tired of seeing the updates. I can't uninstall it, and I can't update it on Google TV. Can you clear the settings out and clear all the caches and delete the system folder? You're not rooted, are you? On I'm that? not rooted. On right, that. right. I'm not rooted on it. That's weird. But it's kind of bizarre. All right. Uh, did you guys see they got <laughs> uh, iOS 6 getting rid of the YouTube app? And what I, that does that seem weird? Does it duplicate functionality in iTunes and what they're trying to do there? Because it seems YouTube is a portal for user submitted content as well as now it's more and more becoming you know mainstream shows have their own channels or whatever. Uh, I don't know, Jeremy. What do you think? I don't know. I'm... They got rid of Maps. Now YouTube is this? Are they ungoogleifying themselves as much as possible because of what's coming in the near future with the fallout from all these lawsuits? I, I don't. I don't think it's that. I mean, we were kicking around some stuff on the uh, a new domain chat today. Actually, I think Eric and I were batting most of it. But it, it really, to me, it feels like Apple has one thing in mind, and that is, what can we do to deprive Google of hits and ad revenue. But is it that much that matters? Like, does Google give a crap about this? Well, I, I'm sure Google cares. I, I mean, we don't know how many people are coming through the default YouTube app on right, iOS. Right, or going to the mobile web, which, I mean, can people still do that via sure. Safari and or even Chrome? Are they going to pull Chrome next? I don't. I don't think so. I think that would be so. That would be that it would war, get Apple right? Some hot water. Yeah, and I'm sure that there's going to be a a separate YouTube app, you know, put into the App Store. But it just um, just weird. Like it, children. It's, it's weird. Bickering. And the only thing that and you know, I remember Eric saying he didn't. He thought it sounded a little bit too off the wall, and I and I agree. I wonder if Apple is going to try and compete with YouTube on some scale using the iTunes Store allowing people to upload content, maybe somehow tying iCloud into the iTunes store. So I really have that way. I can't see Apple doing that too much control in the user's hands. No way. I'm well, not, not, I'm not that, saying but... it's going to happen, but I, that, that if we wanted to connect the dots in a way where everything was logical, that is well. the only outcome that does that. What Joey? Yeah, but here's the thing, uh, you know, you, you can't tie you can't stop the YouTube. You can't stop the signal. It's got too stop, much inertia. Stop. Oh, jeez. Now Matt's can't rapping. Stop. Really? That, can't that's stop. Joey, there are plenty of things that were that had that kind of market share that have lost appeal. I mean, look at everything Microsoft's done. Internet Explorer was once there. Netscape was once there. Windows was once there. MySpace. Right. I mean, thing, things shift pretty quickly. I don't, you know, I'm not saying that you're wrong, but I think that 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 reasoning is, isn't necessarily the right one. So think of yeah, it this way. The problem way. Is, is that if everybody else on the Internet can view something except Apple users, mm. that represents a very, very small percentage of people that will be forced out of something. But That means that, they, that, that the majority would still have access to YouTube, and I don't see that changing. I would argue that Apple and iOS have been the thing that has killed Flash. They definitely led the 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 burning party. But think of it this way. The the Apple users are mad because the app sucks. And we see this a lot on different platforms that either because of the limitations of the OS, because maybe Apple putting certain limitations, the the app is not as good as it is on Android or as it should be uh, across any platform. So you have Apple hampering maybe not purposefully but in a, in some way shape or form hampering how well the app works that starts the whole ecosystem raising complaints and and crying about it apple comes in as like well we'll just get that out of here for you and and look it's like the whole made up you know the thermonuclear war thing and just it's rambling up the masses and people are dumb and they buy into it I just don't think it really has that much. I think this is a case where it benefits both of them in the sense that Apple doesn't have to spend time up uh, maintaining an app they don't care about. 
the <laughs> uh, Google gets to monetize the views finally. And I think if you don't have the YouTube app installed, it just goes to the Safari, the Safari page on YouTube where Google's done a really good job of keeping the mobile page <clears throat> and the mobile interface looking really good. It's pretty so, slick, huh? Yeah, so I, I think everybody, in the end, I mean, I guess users may have a slightly worse experience than if they had a native uh, YouTube app. Um, but I think for the majority of what people do use YouTube for on the phone, people will just watch the videos and little uh, HTML5 player in Safari or even Chrome if that can somehow so, get set up. And- let me ask this. If if they remove the YouTube app, do they have to remove the Netflix app? Is there a Netflix app on iOS? There is, right? Right, but this is just taking YouTube out of the default iOS apps. It's going to be on the Play Store. They both said that, Apple and Google. Oh, well, then who cares? Moving on. Yeah, I, I think this is... I, I think people are getting really, really spun up about something that's probably not that big of a deal when you get down to it. It's not but, a big conspiracy? So, yeah. I mean, the way that it's been presented, though, uh, just I'm trying to think back to the email that uh, Jeremy was talking about that we're going back and forth. Um, the I mean, the way it was presented was that it's being removed from iOS 6. What would have probably been a better message was that we're not going to have this app on there by default. Or or something like that, because I think a lot of people that buy an iPad, you know, if we think about the non-power users, the people that think of, you know, the iPad as just an appliance, a lot of them probably do want access to YouTube, especially if they're younger. So having that as something that's pre-installed is good. Um, does that necessarily mean that it has to be this native? No. Um, so I... I just think that the the marketing or not the marketing the uh, the PR spin on this on both sides has been ridiculous, and it's just people looking to make some sort of tie back to all these patent lawsuits when there probably isn't a a real connection, or it's probably not the you know the the main intent of what they're doing. Right. Yeah, I think when they moved off of uh, Google Maps. Uh, that was a little bit more spiteful, especially since they're now giving the, the user a worse experience. <laughs> right. Um, uh, taking away functionality. But this one is actually good for Google. And actually, the Google Maps one may end up being good for Google, too, if they can make their own Maps app, um, which is so far beyond the Apple Maps. It is in, in terms of data and, and all that, it isn't even uh, close. Maybe, maybe this is better for Google in the long run, not being tied to Apple's slow pace of updating these apps. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, let's continue talking about Google and Apple, maybe a little different in the advertising scheme. There's a study here on Android Authority, uh, Bogdan Petrovin writing, uh, that, that finds the Google's Nexus 7 commercial is more effective than Apple's new ads. Uh, personally, I haven't had television since I was like 16, so I'm going to defer to you guys on this. Do you Have you seen either of the ads, the Apple ads or the... The next I seven. I watched. Not at the same time. Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeremy. I, I haven't seen it. I. Yes, I'm Eric. Trying to check it out now. Uh, yeah, I've I've watched all of the commercials that have that are being referenced in the article. Um, I I think I made a sly comment on the last episode about um about the Apple ads. I think that. I think that they're creepy, and I think that they send the message to consumers that you you're idiots. So please, let's have this, you know, weird, awkward man child help you with your computer. Whereas the Nexus Seven commercial, which I just watched last night, I thought that that was actually is it. I, that- thought, I thought it was nice. It was very well done. It was very well shot. And as somebody who generally doesn't like children. And I, I don't know. I I thought it was a nice ad. It was that camping ad, right? Where they're yeah okay. It's like I've here's heard, a frog, I've... and here's your compass. Right, it, right. It was it was nice. It was a nice thing, and it really does showcase, um, you know how how good that seven inch form factor for a tablet is. And if you think about it, if if I was in grade school and high school, junior high, high school, college, even, and I had a Nexus Seven. Like, the best thing I had was either a big giant laptop, which was no fun, or, you know, a, a really crappy smartphone. And just to, to be able to have Chrome and just 
I don't know, man. It seems like the access to the information that you would have would make you much more efficient and proficient at what you're studying. And that I wish I had a trio in college. I wish I had that. So <laughs> it was horrible. Pretty fantastic. People, so I, what are, I don't know. Maybe I'm the oldest one here, but we didn't even have laptops yet in college. They were, how old they are were, you? They were too expensive. How old are you? Uh, uh, almost thirty-seven. Okay, yeah, you are then. Nice old man. Geez. I, I'm just, I'm oh, just geez. struck by how much the guy in the the genius commercials. Showing here, so, looks like ex- a young, young Matthew Broderick. Show us what are what are the Apple ads like then in comparison? I don't know. They're they're Apple ads. <clears throat> okay. Well, it's they're, they're, the the approach with it is like you there's know, an undertone of like the one on the airplane is especially ridiculous. Oh, go ahead, Jeremy. <laughs> no, it's all. It's just it's an Apple ad. There's an undertone of pretentiousness. Nah, do it at the it's same so much time. more than it used to be. Use like before, so like it was crap. like it was pretentious, but it there was like go. cool and chic, and you know, oh, I want to be there. This is this is you know, I'm a helpless computer user, and I I don't know what I'm doing. Please, Mac Genius, help me make a a keynote for my presentation. Like it's it's so no, stupid. I, Please I do my homework. I don't agree with that statement. If the, if John Hodgman wasn't in those commercials. Uh, they wouldn't have been worth watching. You think? He was the only... Absolutely. He was the only thing that made those bearable. I'm a PC. But it was a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. really funny. But if it was... If it was a different comedian, it would have come off all wrong. It was it was a perfect storm for Apple. And they did tremendously well because of those ads. I'm not denying that. But it's... I, th- I think it was accidentally as successful as it was. That just speaks to the disability or the ability of our large media companies to spin as much and uh, whatever they want, and people will just were helpless to fight it, which is not a good thing. Uh, I just want the beard from the dad in the Nexus 7 commercial. It's a nice beard. This says, a study by Ace Metrics, a company that specializes in measuring the effectiveness of ads, has found that Google's commercial has been received better than Apple's campaign. Of the three genius ads, only one managed to score in the upper half of Ace Metrics' effectiveness scale. <laughs> effectiveness. The, the so say which one. Uh, Google's ad had a better impact, with Ace Metrics giving it a score of 662 out of 950. For comparison, before the genius campaign... Apple's commercials scored an average of 620. Yeah, the Apple ones are off the air now. Smart move. <laughs> Why? Uh, well, they're saying because they only they... wanted during the first week of the Olympics. That's what the ad, the, uh, ad company said. <clears throat> but it can also be because of all the negative feedback. Apple will never say because of all the negative feedback. But Well... You know. Who run run a campaign for just a week? To me, they remind me of those terrible Microsoft commercials with Bill Gates and Jerry Seinfeld. That that type of lousy ad. Hmm. All right. Well, we got some app picks before we wrap this up. Did you want to discuss anything else? This Android Ubuntu article looks interesting. Uh, was this you, Eric? Joey? Who was this? It was. You want to just give us a quick summary? Yeah, nothing, nothing big here. Though I do want to talk about Nexus Seven after this. Um, the, I mean, basically, we've been hearing a lot about you know ever since we had these web top uh, devices for phones, um, people have been trying to put Linux <laughs> on their phones, um, like actual like Ubuntu Linux. So uh, Canonical a while back said, "Hey, we're going to start working on this," and this is just showcasing. It's a video where the I think it's in like Spanish or Portuguese where the the guy from Canonical is like showing um you know all the work that they've done so far and it's really kind of cool cuz like he he's he puts it on the dock and it's full Ubuntu and and they even have an app that I think it's called like a phone view or android view where um it opens up your like the actual you android UI like you would see on the phone in a in a little window on Ubuntu so you can mess around in there. Um, and then if you get a phone call, you just pick the phone up, it switches seamlessly to Android, and when you're done and you put it back on the dock, 
it resumes Ubuntu where you were before. That um, is really slick. That's way cool. It that's it probably what the awesome. it, is that what the Atrix should have been. That smooth. I, f- I feel like that's what it should have been. Yeah. Right on. All yeah. right, Nexus Seven. Yeah, I I think Shane was saying that he has one too, so I'm curious about more of uh, Shane's thoughts as well. Dueling, but I Nexi. <laughs> Dueling Nexi, baby. Uh, but I've had this Nexus Seven for about five days. Um, I have to say when I when I opened it when I opened up the box and I took it out, uh, my first impressions were twofold. It was, man, this thing's heavier than it than I than I want it to be. And I think that's just because uh, I've been handling the Galaxy S3 a lot recently, and that's like super light. Um, and then also, it it has it's doing that black bezel thing where there's a where the screen is just a smaller portion of the glass on the front. Um, and I that sort that sort of bothered me uh, out the gate, but I think I've I think I've learned to deal with it now. Um, I this is one of the best. Uh, tablet experiences I've ever had and that's out of the box I've not rooted it I don't know if I plan to root it to be honest with you because it is just it is perfect for what it does which is uh, consuming media from Google have you played Um, dead trigger on it yet Eric I actually haven't put any games on it I've what I've been using it for are um, is reading movies uh checking forums and like crossword puzzles and stuff. I've I haven't done any gaming on it yet. I'm just so curious I don't know how it performs like that. That's a Tegra 3 and so is the Transformer Prime and I'm still mm-hmm. like with Dead Trigger most notably it's every now and then it'll just lock up and just crash and I'm wondering if that's still Asus working out the kinks in this Prime because we have had uh those problems in the past or if it's the game itself. Because it's really annoying. Uh, hmm. But only a I don't few know. games Shane, do that. Have you done that. gaming on your Nexus 7? Like, Dungeon Defender does that sometimes. <laughs> Dead Trigger does it. Dark Legends does it. Uh, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit does it. But everything else plays fine. It, it's weird. Yeah, I, I have a couple games of mine, but I haven't had any trouble with it. It runs great. Um, kind of like what you said, Eric, it's the best tablet experience uh, I've had. And that includes using my wife's iPad now and then. Um, and it's gotten me do something that I've never done before in the Google universe, and that's buy stuff from the there you uh, go. Like TVs and movies from the Play Store because I'm used to doing it on Amazon, uh, and of course Netflix still works on the on the seven, but now I'll go there and see if I can da- buy the season of the. <clears throat> Yeah, and seven. you get them as they come out, right? What's what's the delay? Say uh, if you're you want to download Breaking Bad and it airs, when can you get it on play? Is it there immediately? Uh, I, think it's, it's, I think it's a couple days. Um, See, that's, I, I, I can't, nope. <laughs> that's too long. Um, why, why? What is, what is that doing? Now all your friends are giving you spoiler alerts because they're, that's so stupid. Oh, you have to wait two days if you want to pay. Like you Google, know what? Yeah, then fine, I'm not going to pay for it. How about well, that? No, what, it, what it does is it tells you that they are still reinforcing the traditional over-the-air slash cable model. Well, then we're not paying for it until they figure that out and pull their head out of wherever it's tightly packed away at. We will just not pay for it. So, so, so you're tell me, Matt, if the show goes out on Wednesday, you can't wait until Friday. No, I want it Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, Why? I, Is I that too much it's... to ask? No, yes. but I think the only it... thing you have to change your mind is to prove that you'll buy it, period. Because right now, I think uh, there's other podcasts made this point. Um, the advertisers are paying more than we are to watch for the right to you know when that. Okay, airs. so on top of getting it right now, I also get it ad free. So they really have to come with something, otherwise, what we'll just keep doing it this way. That's fine. Yeah, I, I think it should. I think it should be quicker. Um, but you know, content companies screw you like that. If I I'll pay for it, I don't want ads. There's speaking that... of speaking of delays and ads and such. Um, this show decision... brought to you by. <laughs> yeah, right. They made a decision uh, the last season of Doctor Who uh, that they were going to air it simultaneously on the BBC and BBC America. 
Uh, not quite simultaneously. There was a small delay in that it would be uh, aired in prime time on both networks, no matter what time zone you were in. Um, but the catch was, before that, it was like a couple of weeks after it was on in BBC, you would get it on BBC America. Henceforth, a lot of piracy happened for Doctor Who episodes uh, for those that didn't have immediate access to it. And I think, finally, somebody said to the management at BBC that said, look, people are ripping this off because they know that it's out there and granted, 48 hours isn't too long to wait, in my opinion. Sorry, Matt. But a couple of weeks, that would drive me nuts. And I, I think that it's it's definitely made an impression. And perhaps, just perhaps, the BBC is actually going to be leading in this one. And we're going to see stuff aired at the same times on multiple places, multiple time zones, because they realize that within the Internet as a whole, their time is irrelevant across Time zone. So you're saying if I want the immediate experience, I have to pay for <clears throat> a whole bunch of other channels that I'll probably never even watch and get ads shoved down my throat, and then I can have it? That's, that's worth basically it. basically what I'm saying, that's, yes. That's well worth it. I totally see oh, yeah. the appeal now. Oh, yeah. You, you know, know I'm, I'm going to jump you know, on Kane's point, though. Whoa. Eric, what? Mm. I was going to say, I'm, I'm going to jump on Shane's point and say that I, since I got this Nexus 7, I've purchased, like I've, I've, I've been a Google Books reader for a while. Um, I've never done magazines or TV shows or movies though. Um, they give you some free magazines. They give you a free movie. They give you the $25 uh, credit if you pre-ordered. I've, I've started buying things and I've started, you know, getting more into the Google ecosystem it's perfect. This tablet is perfect for that. It it shows people at a very low risk way of what Google can offer with their market versus Amazon versus Apple, um, and the the uh, what do they call it the My Library widget. Yeah, um, that thing sort is of lays cool. All your stuff out very nicely. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's and great when it just works. Like it's a really great experience. <clears throat> I, I downloaded a TV show just to see, just to see what that experience was like. Um, it's smooth, right? And it was. It was perfect. It's, uh, nice. it's a little confusing because they don't. If you want to save it locally, it's they they have this mechanism throughout all their apps called pinning. Like you pin it to your device, and that means that it's cached locally. But you can only I think pin that's... it to one device at a time. Or you could do. You does could do it multiple. let you do multiple? Like I think with books, you can do like three or four. I've done it. I've done two devices at least. Yeah, but it's just a weird. Like I don't know how any user that's 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 not com, you know very computer savvy. I don't know yeah. how they would figure that out. It just seems a little little weird. So they need to work on that. But other than that, the experience was perfectly smooth. Did you open? Did you read the Nexus Seven manual that, that came on it? Mm-hmm. I, no, I, I didn't. But I saw there. it though. If either of you read it, you're no longer allowed on this show. <laughs> and, and what Eric also left out is, unfortunately, the movie they gave you is Transformers: Dark of the Moon. Yeah, uh, that's what's wrong too... with that movie? It's a good movie. Actually, not, uh, I I will side movie. I will side with movie. Jeremy on this one. Out of the three Transformer movies, that was the only one that didn't want to make me utterly kill myself at the end of it. So good job, I'll Michael Bay. That. High five, Michael Bay. High standards. High standards. The first one, I I already did this on another show. I can't. I I will have a seizure if I. All right. Uh, let's do some app picks. I, I guess we could talk about this Oracle Google thing, but you know what's happening. Oracle wants to go home. Oracle, shut up and go home. And be grateful somebody's using your garbage. All right. Take your ball, Jeremy. App pick. All right. So. Um, Bounce is an app that aims to recreate some of the really cool functionality in Google Now, right, that, that is on Jellybean. Uh, bottom line, you make sure that your calendar appointments have locations yep. set up, and it will figure out based on your GPS where you're supposed to go and say, hey, make sure you leave now to get there at such and such time. It's a beta. It's free. And uh, if you have a schedule like I do, you should check it out. What's there's a name for that? Uh, geo, 
geo alarm or geo calendar i i for, there's there's like a specific name for that type of like what google now does with that it's it's like geocaching but with your i, I don't know mm. i don't know joey at pick yes uh this is kind of a lowball one this week i gotta admit <laughs> uh, and no that doesn't mean i'm reviewing the youtube app uh, this is a game called Logo Quiz, and basically you put different logos on the screen, and you have to type the name of the company. Uh, for instance, let me just bring up uh, one here, and I'll flash it on the camera. Hang on. Um, okay, this is a, this is an easy one, or at least it should be. This is the logo for McDonald's, the big M. Those of you that have never seen it before, I feel very sorry for you. So the goal of the, day, uh, at the, uh, of the game is that they show you the picture and you fill in the name of the company. And it's actually surprisingly difficult because some of them are just the logo with no characters or anything to give you a hint. Uh, McDonald's is a fairly easy one. It's pretty recognizable. But, like, for instance, uh, there's one in here that I can't identify. It's uh, a brand of coffee that I've... Never even heard of. <laughs> um, but anyway, and uh, it, it's actually quite fun. And I'm surprised at how many different logos for different companies that have been programmed into my sorry excuse for a memory. Free in the App Store, by the way. Oh, excuse me. The Google oh, really? Because I pay for that. Google Play. It's amazing what kind of stuff gets ingrained in your head like that. Huh? Mm-hmm. Very cool. All right. Uh, Eric, right? Yeah. Eric yeah, that's or Shane? That's my name. Fight over it. Eric, go. go. Eric, go. What? Fine. Fight go. Jeez. Shane, um, go. Stop this. Eric, go. I'm, I'm speaking. At the Am same, I not speaking? Same time. Go. Okay. I'm going to go. Okay. It's N7 player. This is a... um. It's it's a free trial. It, I think it's like a buck forty nine to buy. Um, but right now, limited time. It's on sale. It's ninety nine cents. Um, this is just a really really beautiful uh, music player. Um, the layout uh, is just really nice. Um, it does the thing that I like, which is uh, if your phone is locked and you wake it up, um, you can pause and go forward and backwards without having to actually unlock the phone. Uh, so that's wonderful, um, and uh, yeah, I mean it's just it's that's just nice. nice. That's nice. Ooh, that's yeah. I'm nice. just I'm gonna say it again. Nice. It's just the that's, nice. That's nice. Um, it's nice. Yeah, it does cool stuff with the album art and stuff too. Um, there you go. Very. I'm cool. done. All right, Shane. Yeah. So my app is real simple, and it's part of a larger um, picture. We were talking about this before the show. Um, App is Google Authenticator, and it is the uh, the uh, second part of Google's two part authentication. Must have, for sure. Right. So even though I'm a, I'm a um, geek and in the Android universe or Google universe, I've all sorts of stuff on there. I still was doing this the normal uh, authentication, and then this whole story about Matt Honan getting absolutely uh, hacked to death. Um, I quickly moved to Google Authentication. Uh, basically, my um, my phone uh, has an app that constantly generates new codes that are then used to log in as the second factor in um, uh, in signing onto a new machine for the first time. So, um, I think everybody who's in the Google universe uh, should uh, should be now doing Google authentication. Um, because obviously bad things can happen if you don't. Two-factor authentication is key, and you can do it with Facebook, too, by getting it, you set it up, and it'll send you a text message with a code rather than using an app with a time, you know, but still very, very handy. And if you're using any of these sites, you should absolutely have it locked down with two-factor auth. And I should say, I got two laptops and three uh, Android devices all set up with all my apps in less than an hour. Um, and it's not a real big deal. Um, so I think, yeah, I think everybody should do it. Everybody um, should absolutely do it. Uh, there's a bunch of videos going around showing exactly how to do it, suggestions on how to do it. 
if you're not going to have a cell connection, if you're not going to have a phone, you know, write it down on the Right, and if paper. you switch phones and get a new phone, always a good... I, I went through that once. <laughs> I forgot to write down, and I it asked for the code. I was like, no. Oh, crap. <laughs> so annoying. Yeah. But worth it's, it. Um, it's well worth it. Plus, it'll let you know if someone's trying to log into your account because it sends you a, a message and stuff. Yeah, and now I have a bunch of a couple machines, a couple old devices now that can't log in because you know they're so whenever if I don't physically have it, I don't have to worry about any, anything that like I leave anywhere outside my house. Uh, it's all blocked off, so it's not hard to do. It sounds more intimidating than it is. It's I really have done not. it years ago. Yeah, so that's it. Google Authenticator free in the App Store. Very cool. Uh, before I do my app pick, I do want to mention finally, and I didn't even think this was going to happen. Text Secure, our favorite SMS encryption text messaging tool that, that that I use, got an update, and it looks like I'll show you my text messages. They made it look like ICS, so they brought the theme, uh, everything up. It runs smoother. Uh, everything is just awesome now, and I'm glad it got updated. And there's new uh, button uh, at the top of what it looks like when it's when it says uh, you're secure. But yeah, definitely digging it. Getting lots of people <laughs> uh, using it. So uh, just wanted to mention that. Uh, my app pick this week, while we were talking about emulators and, and whatnot, I'm not sure if we've done this one yet. I did a search on the site but couldn't find it. MAME for Droid. And if you're like me, you are a data hoarder of sorts, you will have maybe am- amassed a little collection of... Uh, ROMs for this. Uh, everything from... Whoa. Let's see. You can see the games. Oh, just taking screenshots. Cool. Games. Basically every game of every arcade I've ever been in. All right. <laughs> I love it. Tempest. Oh, man. All of all of the, the classics. Uh, you can find ROMs online uh, all over the place. And... There you go. It's called Meme for Droid, and it is awesome. Especially you can do this HDMI to the big screen. You can use your GNX as a controller. It's 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 just cool. It's way cool. So check it out. Chiggy chiggy check it. Check check it out. All right. Anything else before we wrap this thing up? Good episode, gents. It's a pleasure doing business with you. Hi. Uh, all right, email show at attackoftheandrews.com. I changed the voicemail, so now you can call 406-204-4687, uh, leave your name and what show it's for, and leave us a message. Talk about Android, talk about tech on Yats, which we'll be recording live tomorrow night, yet another techshow.com. Check us out there. Uh, check us out on attackoftheandrews.com every week here, and we'll talk to you online. Peace out. <laughs> It's attack us. The end. It's attack us. The androids. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attack of the Androids.com.